Welcome to the mom experience. My name is Essence. I live in Las Vegas, Nevada, and I am 25 years old with a two-year-old baby boy named Adonis King. I want to talk to you guys today and explain basically what the mom experience is. This is a podcast and a safe space for moms, friends of moms, becoming a mom. And I basically just want you guys to ask questions or DM me if you don't feel comfortable, if there's something you want to talk about. Keep in mind, this is a judgment-free zone. I wanted to create a safe space for you guys, and I want to explain why a safe space is important. It's important because you get a break from judgment, from unsolicited opinions, from having to explain yourself. It allows us as mothers, as women, as friends, as co-workers, as codependents to feel supported and respected throughout this experience. And that's all I want for you guys is to feel supported, feel respected, and let you guys know that no matter what you're going through, you are not alone. Now, I have a quote of the day. And then I have a topic that I want to discuss and I feel like this is a good topic to start off with because I feel like it's definitely needed. It's definitely something that we should go ahead and talk about. So the quote of the day is, having a bad day does not make you a bad mom. I don't know if you heard me. I'm pretty sure you did. But go ahead and turn me up just a little bit more. Grab your wine because I'm about to say it again. Having a bad day does not make you a bad mom. What you do throughout the day determines how your day ends. So you could wake up, your makeup's not working, your hair's not working, nothing is working, your clothes aren't dry, the food's not coming out right, you got a flat on the way to work, your money is low, financially is nothing is working out. Having a bad day does not make you a bad mom. Understand that. Now, the topic that I really want to talk about today is postpartum depression and postpartum dysmorphia. So, postpartum depression. After the birth of a baby, it can trigger a lot of powerful emotions. A lot. Definitely excitement and joy, but it can trigger some fear and anxiety in you. Now, I'm going to just speak from my personal experience because... I had my child and he was not planned, but he was very much so welcome, very much so loved. But after my experience throughout the hospital, my my birthing journey, um, I had a C-section. It was not planned. He was six days late and I it just wasn't working out for me. And I was kind of like over it. I could have gave a little bit more effort into my birthing experience, but I didn't. My body was stretching. I was over it. Doctors always have your hands up there, you know, up your vagina and checking your cervix. It was a lot going on. So for me personally, I was ready to get this baby out of me. So I had a C-section. After that, everything was great. I was adjusting to being a mom, and once I got home, it really hit me. I was eating, mind you, I love Wingstop. I got like a 10-piece lemon pepper fries, a whole drink. I'm sitting there watching a movie with my family. My baby is calm. He's not crying. He's in the bassinet. He's good. 
And I'm sitting there eating in the midst of me eating. I don't even think that I could have gotten through two whole wings. And if you know me, you know that I love me some goddamn wings. Okay. So in the midst of me eating, I turned and I looked at my child and immediately I just started crying. I just started crying. There was nothing wrong with me. Nobody was speaking to me. Nobody said anything wrong to me. I just started crying. What was I crying for? I couldn't tell you. Why was I crying for so long? I couldn't tell you. But I can tell you that it is a form of postpartum depression. And I can tell you that a lot of moms experience this. I'm going to say, don't quote me on this. I'm going to say every mom experienced postpartum depression. After childbirth, during childbirth. Mood swings, crying spells, anxiety, difficulty, sleeping, because you're so worried about, is your baby breathing? Are they going to be okay? Do I put my baby in a crib? Do I co-sleep with my baby? It's so much to consider and to think about. It's, it's, it's stressful. It's very much so stressful. Now, I was researching postpartum depression because, of course, we know the basics, but they say The government says that the first two to three days after delivery, you experience postpartum depression and it can last for up to two weeks. And I'm here to tell you that that is not the case. My child is two years old and there are days where I just don't want to get out the bed. There are days where I just don't want to get off the couch. There are days where I just want to cry because I'm just... It's just one of them days. Like if I'm on the phone talking to my friend and they're like, hey, Essence, you know, how's it going? How are you and Adonis doing? How you feeling? My general statement is it's one of them days or I'm just breathing because that's all I can do at this time. I'm just breathing, but I'm not breathing for me. I'm breathing for me and my child because this is this is still a difficult process for me. My son wakes up every morning and I'm looking at him and I'm like, damn. I really created this human. You really came out of me. So many things with postpartum depression are real. Your feelings are real. Your emotions are real. And crying is okay. Being emotional is okay. If you have a partner, it's okay to communicate with them and tell them how you're feeling. And if you don't have that safe space or you don't have that partner that you can communicate with, I'm here. We're here. Other moms are here for you. And I want you to know that and understand that you're not going through this process by yourself. Although sometimes it may feel that way and it is very hard to ask for help because I could be down to my last dollar. And I won't ask anybody for 50 cent when I know damn well that they will give it to me if I ask for it. Now. Speaking on postpartum depression, let's talk about postpartum dysmorphia and adapting to your body. Postpartum dysmorphia. Now, we may see that as not adjusting to the new skin that we're in because our bodies may have stretched or we may have had to get our vulva sewn up if you had a natural birth if you had a water birth you have a different experience but if you had a birth in a hospital and you're just sitting there and you're you're trying to get rest because that's what they want the moms to do they want you guys to get rest but then you got somebody coming in the room every five seconds 
asking you, are you okay? How's the baby doing? Is the baby sleeping? Are you eating? Do you need anything? But wait, I thought that this was my time for rest. No, ma'am. They're in there pushing on your stomach, trying to get the excess blood out. I had a C-section. So I had a, um, oh man, what is the word? I can't, can't. I'm going to find the word. But it's different from a natural birth. You get what I'm saying? So along with that, and then pressing on your body and your body is trying to go back to normal. When you have a C-section, they give you kind of like these waist trainers. They call them body bands. Um, of course, I got a size down because I was a lot smaller when I gave birth. I was, I don't care, y'all, I'm going to tell y'all. I was 115 pounds when I gave birth. When I walked into that hospital... I was 115 pounds before I gave birth. Let's say that one more time. Before I gave birth. When I walked into that hospital to have my son, to have my child, I was 174 pounds. 174 pounds. The biggest I've ever been in my entire life. So you could only imagine in my head, I'm thinking, oh, the snapback finna be real. It's finna be crucial. I'm finna like put my foot on these bitches' neck. No. You can still put your foot on their neck, but your body not gonna be the same. You are not the same person you were before you had that baby. The body dysmorphia is real and accepting your body is a whole different conversation because once again, my son is two years old and I am still adjusting to my body, to clothes, to going out, to being comfortable. Because, baby, let me tell you, this little stomach of mine, it ain't stopping nothing. It's not stopping nothing, and yours won't either. These men going to love you in the skin that you're in, or these women are going to love you in the skin that you're in. Okay, keep that in mind. But with postpartum dysmorphia and adapting to your bodies, let's talk about not, and let me say this correctly, not discarding your natural body. BBLs, liposuction, that's all popular. They look good. Don't get me wrong. If I had the cash, I'd probably get on the table, you know, hit a little a little dead fish, get the flipping, flapping back and forth, okay? So Mr. Miami could do what he's supposed to do and is supposed to give what he's supposed to give. But keep that in mind that not all of us can afford that. Not all of us want that. And honestly, the way I've come, I don't even want it anymore. They make it so okay to have a BBL or to have a booty that's sitting on top of your back or to have these perfect boobs. I don't want to be perfect. I don't want to be an Instagram model. I don't want to be like them. I want to be like me. I want to be comfortable in the skin that I'm in. And if you're not comfortable, let's get comfortable. Let's talk about what can make us more comfortable in our own skin Versus to having a BBL or having a liposuction or having a surgery. Because it's possible for us to be comfortable and snap back in our mind versus to snapping back on the outside, if that makes sense. 
Let's let's think about it. Let's talk about it. Because everybody want to be an Instagram model. Everybody want to be a TikToker. Everybody want to take all these fancy pictures for Instagram. I don't really care. I don't really care. I don't really care for the likes. I don't really care for the other bodies. I'm still adjusting to my body and I'm okay with that. I'm okay with not being okay sometimes. And I feel like that is important for us to discuss. Because there were days when I would wake up and, of course, when you have a baby and your body adjusting, you gain weight. I couldn't fit none of my clothes coming out the hospital. None of them. I was wearing leggings and sweatsuits for so long. It took a friend to tell me, like, yeah, okay, it's time. It's time for you to adjust. It's time for you to accommodate. It's time for change. It's time for something new. And I had to think, like, what you mean? Like, you know, I'm in some leggings. I just had a baby. I got a little jean jacket, you know, a little flip-flops. I'm cool. No. No. That's not okay. That's the bare minimum. Make yourself feel comfortable. Now, don't get me wrong. I would gladly put on some leggings on any loving day. But what I'm saying is you adjust and you're going to need a new wardrobe. Depending on how much weight you have gained throughout your pregnancy, somebody's snap back and somebody's do not. Not everybody has the same body. My sister has had three children and she is on her fourth child, currently pregnant. A judgment-free zone. I love my sister, so please don't play about her. Anyways, her body snap back every time. You can tell my sister had a kid. You couldn't tell my sister had a kid. She looked at she she was so small after she was so small before. She was able to hide her pregnancy for so long just due to that's her body. But me, as well as she's had three natural pregnancies, no epidurals. In my first pregnancy, I had to have an epidural and a C-section. I did not give a natural birth. And my body also did not pop back the same. But I'm not comparing us in a negative way. What I'm saying is each body is different. Prepare for it. Understand it. It will take some time, but you will learn to accept it. And that's okay. It's it's okay to accept it. Like, baby, I had to get new shoes, new heels. Nobody told me my feet was going to go up a whole size. Man, I wasn't even thinking about that. Damn, I got to buy new shoes. I already got to buy new clothes. Shit, might as well add a new wig in the cart, too. Because, fuck, did my head, my wig cap size go up? Like, make it make sense. Make it make sense. Y'all did not say all this came with having a child. But that's okay because we're here to talk about it. So if you're having a baby, stay positive. If you already have a child, try to be positive about the body that you're in, about the skin that you're in. And with that being said, if you are not comfortable with talking to me about any of your problems... 
If you are not comfortable reaching out to another mom about any of your problems, if you are not comfortable or you do not have a safe space outside of this podcast to discuss how you feel, to vent to somebody, whether it's just crying, not talking, not looking for feedback, not looking for any advice. If you do not have a safe space and you ever feel that you have to commit self-harm or like you're giving up or you don't have any support, I'm going to tell you that you do have the support. I'm going to tell you that you can make it for the next day. Even if you are struggling, yes, you can. You can do it. We can do it. We are one. We are a team. I got you. If nobody got you, I got you. I want you to know that you are not alone. But if you don't feel comfortable talking to me, I'm going to give you a prevention lifeline that you can call. Because if you can't talk to me, I want you to talk to somebody. And if you don't want to talk to them, text them. Text them. Go on the website. I don't want any mom to commit self-harm, to harm herself. I want to be there for you. I want to go through this process with you. I want you to understand that once again, and I'm going to keep saying it because if nobody say it, who else is going to say it? You are not alone. We are together on this. So this is a 24-hour free confidential support line if you are distressed, if you are thinking about self-harm, for you or someone in your household and you don't know what to do and you want to create, once again, a safe space and a safe, judge-free environment for them, I want you to contact this number. This is the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. one 273 8255 I'm going to say it again. National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. one 8 Zero zero two seven three eight two five five, and it doesn't just have to be for you; it can be for someone else. If you don't believe that you have the proper tools, or you don't know exactly what to say because some words may be triggering to them, and you don't even know that it's affecting them, get advice, get help. Let's talk about it. We are here for you. This is a safe space. I don't want you to feel judged. I don't want you to feel like you have to explain yourself. I want you to understand that you are supported, you are respected, and you are loved. And if nobody told you they love you today, I love you. Your baby might not be able to say it, but you're appreciated. You got up this morning. You didn't even have to do your hair. I hate doing my hair sometimes. I hate putting on clothes sometimes. I hate putting on shoes sometimes. I hate leaving out the house sometimes. I hate getting out the bed sometimes. But this is a judgment-free, non-opinionated podcast. And if I can't help you, I want you to reach out to someone else for help. Postpartum depression and postpartum dysmorphia and adapting to your bodies is serious. You are a changing woman, and that's okay, but you're not alone, and I want you to understand that. With that being said, 
I hope you guys have a great night. Not a good night. Not an okay night. I want you to have a great night. I'm not sure if everyone's religious thoughts and their opinions, but if you have to pray, then pray. If you got to go roll a blunt, then roll a blunt. If you got to get a glass of wine, go get a glass of wine. I want you to relax. Go take a bath. Go take a shower. Forget about them clothes. Forget about ironing. Forget about work right now. Relax. Forget about cleaning. You could get it later. Take some time for yourself. Even if you got to put them kids to sleep. Go in there and run you a bath. Go make you a drink. Go call a friend and tell them, hey, I know I haven't been the best friend, but I was thinking about you. And I wanted to reach out just to see if you're okay. I just wanted to make sure something was telling me that I needed to reach out to you because... I just needed to make sure that your mental was okay. And even if it's not and you don't want to talk about it, I'm here for you. Extend the hand. And if it's not welcome, don't force it. But you know that you tried. And that's all that matters is if you extended that hand, if you offered that help. I'm a very aggressive person. So... If my, I can feel when my friend's vibes are off. I can feel it. I can sense it. I can be sitting here on the couch and I'm like, damn, I ain't talked to Pasha all day. Something's wrong. Damn. I haven't talked to Dominique. I haven't talked to Lonnie. I haven't talked to Mari. I haven't talked to Star. I need to check on them because whether my friends have kids or not, they're going through it too. Damn, I ain't talked to T in a minute. I haven't been being the best friend that I can be. And I maybe cannot offer much because I'm going through something myself. But I can always extend my hand because I want them to know that they are not alone. Regardless of the situation that they are going through, whether or not it has something to do with me or if I can relate is not the case. It's extending my hand because I want every friend, mom, not mom, to know that they are not alone in any situation. I don't think (laughs) I recorded this podcast maybe over like a hundred times. I have a few talking points. But for the most, this is just from the heart. This is just me. This is just essence. And I what really hurts my feelings is when people don't feel that like they have a safe space or when they feel like they're going through it alone. I want to tell you the quote of the day one more time before we depart. Having a bad day does not make you a bad mom. Having a bad day does not make you a bad friend. Having a bad day does not make you a bad person. It's okay to have a bad day. But what we do during that day is going to determine how we go to sleep at night, how we finish the day, how our energy is at the end of the day. Because you could be having the worst day of your life. But your friend call you and all of a sudden your spirits are lifted. Or a family member calls you and you're like, damn, I ain't heard from you in a minute. And my spirits are lifted. 
This is the mom experience. This is a break from judgment. This is a break from having to explain yourself. This is a break from having to wash the dishes. This is a break from having to clean right now. This is a break from having to fold them clothes. This is a break from being a girlfriend. This is a break from being a wife. This is a break from being a mom right now. This is your break. Take your break. Don't forget that you deserve a break and you deserve time for yourself. This is a break from, what is this a break from for you? There's anything that you would like to discuss, anything that you would like to talk about, my DMs. My phone is always on and open. I want this safe space for you guys. And this is very important to me that you guys have this and that I have this for myself because I didn't have the mom experience going through my pregnancy. There are a lot of young moms. There are a lot of of age moms. There are a lot of moms going through things. And once again, before we depart, you are not alone. I hope you guys have a great night. I'm going to work on episode two. Send me any of your topics, anything you would like to discuss. We're here for you. Have a great night.